Living your life as both a spiritual teacher and spiritual student is not about learning or becoming anything. It's about remembering and living as the truth you are. With deep conviction and enthusiasm, Reverend Randy Thickey guides and encourages others to go within to their intimate space to find their infinite truth. Welcome to I Am Spirit Creating. Speaking of truth, I can't help but get all caught up in the campaign and everything that's going on in the United States of America. And Michelle, bless her heart, has to put up with it. I can't wake up the last few days without turning on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News because I want to know what all sides think. And I want to know who's saying what to who and who made a mistake yesterday and who might be tomorrow, and I'm caught up. I am deep in it. Yesterday, around 4 o'clock, I said, I've got to watch to see what the election results are. And, and Michelle said, you're not going to find out until 6 o'clock. I said, yeah, but they're going to talk about it first. And she said, how can they talk about what they don't, what they don't know? And I said, they've been doing it for the last four months. <laughs> and I started thinking about this campaign this presidential campaign, and I did turn on the TV and I started to watch, and I watched as they were talking about Bernie and talking about Buttigieg and talking about Klobuchar and talking about Biden, and the one thing that kept coming up over and over and over is, well, he needed to define who he was. He needed to define his campaign. He needed to, she needed to, and this word define kept coming out. And then one announcer, one pundit came forward and said, well, what Bernie is doing is simply not working. He needs to redefine who he is and redefine where he's going. And then the next one said, yes, and if Biden would just simply redefine and realize that this is not working for the American population and if he would change his beliefs on this and change his beliefs on that, I think he'll get more votes. And the only chance he has to lead this nation is if he just changes who he is if he just defines and redefines and redefines and redefines so that he fits into the box that everybody wants to check to be the next nominee for the Democratic Party. And it's no different than what happened four years ago when the Republicans were doing the same thing. This gridlock, this frustration, it's got to be exhausting for these candidates that are running. Am I doing it all right? Do they really like me? What needs to change so more will follow me? How do I modify myself and become everything that everyone else needs me to be so I can end up in the position that I want to be? And as I began the process that I realized that there was another campaign going on over 2,000 years ago, and that campaign was Jesus running for the presence to become the leader of a nation, to become that voice for all to rally around. But the one thing I noticed when I looked at Scripture is that Jesus was already defined because he knew what he was made of and what he was made from and where he was 
always longing to go and where he was always destined to be. You see, I don't think Jesus spent time thinking about defining himself because he was already defined and had the knowing of who he was and he knew that that had to be good enough. And I asked myself, I wonder if there's really a campaign or a candidate this year that is just standing in their truth and just refusing to be anything else than who they are. And how beautiful that would be that we could just nominate someone, anyone, who would say one thing today and live it tomorrow. Someone that was willing to stake their claim, stake their honor, stake their future, stake their life on who they were called to be. And then I started thinking about Jesus, thinking, should I run or should I not run? I wonder what's going to happen with my family. I wonder what kind of dirt they'll dig up. I wonder what the pundits will say about me. I wonder if I have it within me. I wonder if I truly know who I am. I wonder if deep within inside me there's a voice, an inspiration, a truth that would tell me exactly who I am and who I'm longing to be and who I gotta be. I mean, think about it. Jesus is standing there and he's thinking, do I have it within me? And he's thinking, what will I do next? And he's thinking, what will my campaign slogan be? And maybe it is love will save the day. Love will save the people. Love will save the country. Love will save the world. You know, we have many different campaign slogans, but I think truly the one that I'd like to vote for today is that candidate that says love is all there is and that love will save the day. And I imagine if Jesus was running for president, that would be the slogan. Love will save the day. Give up your earthly goods. Don't worry about what someone else thinks. Be who you're called to be. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. Love God. Love all there is. Love, love, love. Know that there is only good in the world. There is only one presence. There is only one power. There is only you. There is only me. And we are one. So what I do for you, as you, in you, through you, is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of me. It's a reflection of who I am. And I wish that it was that simple and that easy. Because I know, because I've read the story, and I know how it ends. But I wish it was that easy for anyone, Jesus, you, me, the next president of the United States of America, the next leader of a nation, to stand in their truth and do what is good. If there's only one presence and one power, and that one presence and that power is good, then anything other than good is disingenuous and it means that whoever wins man woman or at this point whatever is trying to define themselves based on earthly criteria not spiritual ones and I know there should be a separation of church and state but I don't think there can be a separation of truth and something that doesn't exist because the only thing that is, the only thing that we know is truth, the only thing we can count on, everything else is just a story we tell ourselves. Everything else is just something we make up to make this human life a little more simple for us. And I don't know about you, but I think that sometimes the greatest moments in my life is when I've gone through the challenge and found 
the truth. But I can see it now. It's time. It's, it's time to prove that I've got my chops and Jesus is getting ready thinking, oh my goodness, the debate is tonight. What am I going to say? Have I prepared? And what am I going to wear? He's imagining the other people taking the stage and standing behind their platform. And there's Pontius Pilate all dressed up in his $5,000 suit. And there's Caesar Augustus standing on the other side in his armor and his plate of gold and his crown. And there's Jesus deciding what will I wear. What will I wear? As the other candidates are going to Brooks Brothers, I can see Jesus saying, you know what? What am I going to wear? How am I going to pay for it? How will I show up? And then he has this idea. Because if Jesus was running today, I think he'd go to the thrift shop. Can you just see it now, Jesus getting ready for the debate? And people are saying, what is he wearing? I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting like a boy come up. This is freaking awesome. I walk up to the club like, what up? I got a big rock. Look, I'm so pumped. I bought some stuff from the thrift shop. Ice on the fridge is all so frosty. People like, whoa, she's looking real funky. Rolling in the hella deep. Heading to the mezzanine. Dressed in all pink. Some gator shoes. Those are green. Draped in the leopard mink. Girls standing next to me. Probably should have washed this. It smells like Art Kelly sheets. Oops. But it was 99 cents. So I'm capping and washing about to go and get some compliments. Passing up on those moccasins someone else has been walking in. But me and Grungy Man, I'm stuttering and I'm plussing and I'm saving my money and that's a bargain. I'ma take your grandpa style, I'ma take your grandpa style. No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I have his hand-me-downs? Barrel jumpsuit and some house slippers, a dookie brown leather jacket that I found digging. They had a broken keyboard, I brought a broken keyboard. I bought a Sid blanket and then I bought a kneeboard. Hello, hello, my ace man, my mellow. John Wayne ain't got nothing on my French game, heck no. I could take them pro wings, make them cool, sell those. The sneakerheads would be like, oh, he got the Velcro. Oh, he got the Velcro, cause I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting like a boy come up. This is freaking awesome. What you know about rocking a wolf on your noggin? What you knowin' about wearing a bird box skin? I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm searching right through that luggage. One man 
this trash, just another man's come up. Thank you, granddad, for donating that black button. Up shirk is right now, I'm up in here stunting. I'm at the Google, you can find me in the uptowns. I'm not, I'm not six, the second, anyone's section uptowns. Your granny, your auntie, your mama, your mammy, I'll take those final Jeep of Jeremy secondhand and rock that. Woo, the built-in onesies with the socks in them. Hey, I hit the party and they stop in that, they be like, yo, that Gucci, yo, that's hella tight. I'm like, yo, that's $50 for a t-shirt. Limited edition, let's do some simple addition. $50 for a t-shirt, that's just some ignorant ambition. I call that getting swindled and pimped. I call that getting tricked by a business. That shirt's hella dough. And have the same one as six other people in this club. That's a hella dough. Peep game, come take a look through my telescope. Trying to get the girls from your brands, man, you hella won't. No, no, man, you hella won't. Cause I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting, looking for a come up. This is freaking awesome. I wear your granddad's clothes and I look incredible. And I'm in this big A coat from that thrift shop down the road. So there's Jesus, he's at the debates, he's got his best thrift suit outfit on, he's got his pro wings on, he's got his brown leather jacket that he found for $3.99. And he's looking hella good. But then he comes out and he starts speaking the truth and starts saying that what these people want you to believe is not necessarily what you need to believe. You see, the truth is within you. You don't need me, you don't need him, you don't need her. What you need is an understanding of who you are. Because when you know who you are, you will know that I am you. You are me and we are one. And if the rest of these fools can't see it, I'm here to tell you it's time to change your mind, it's time to turn you around, and it's time to vote. Because if you go out and you vote, then you have control of where you go next. You have control of who this world will bound up being. But if you stand on the sidelines and say, I don't know which way to go, you can never be in control of where we land. So I don't care what side you choose. I don't even care if you choose a side, but I do care that you know who you are and never feel like you need to define yourself or to redefine yourself because you are already defined and to re redefine yourself is to accept something less than who you are. You see, but it just doesn't end with the debates. The debate gets over and the, the pundits are back on and everybody is ganging up saying, how will he handle this and how will he handle that? And he got a softball question, but they gave her a difficult one. But where you can really see these candidates shine where you really see their truth is when they end up at that town hall meeting and they show up and it's just them. And it's a crowd of people. People who are in control of their destiny. And how do they show up and what do they say? What happens when they're standing and they're facing a decision that only they can make? I see it now. Jesus is standing there and the crowd is gathering and they're coming to him and they're saying, this woman, we brought her to you because she's been adulterous. She's been out doing things with who knows who and who knows what and we want to know how are you going to handle it. If you are the president, if you're the one leading this nation, how would you handle this situation? And see, what I find is 
in these debates, the presidents have to come up with an answer just so quickly. And they shoot something out, and then the next day they replay it over and over and over again. And they say, we simply think this candidate didn't get it right. You see, but it's television, and nobody likes silence except for Jesus. You see, because in this moment, the crowd is gathering and the adulterous woman is there and he has to make a decision. And they say, what will we do? And instead of answering, Jesus just pauses. He looks around. He leans down and starts drawing in the jerk. We don't know what he's drawing, but he's trying to figure something out, but it just looks like scribbling. And what I think is that Jesus is stalling for time. He wants to make sure that he gets it right. And he's thinking, what do I say? What do I do? Who do I be? And then it hits him. This is not about me. Has anyone asked her how she got into this predicament? She didn't do it alone. There must be another side to this. And maybe she has a story too. And maybe we're deciding her faith based on what we know. All of us men, all uppity and beep. We've got to figure out, what is she thinking? How did she end up here? You see, what you read in the Bible is she's the only woman in the group. It is all men trying to figure out the fate of a woman, trying to decide in their noble minds what must happen to this individual who hasn't even been asked her side of the story. So I think Jesus is on the ground and he's drawing and he's drawing in a voice. He's drawing in a truth. He's trying to understand how it would be and how it would feel and if we are truly one, how to embody this young woman who is at a crossroad. And it's up to him to make the decision. And as he listens deeply, as he listens intently, I can hear him hearing the voice that's coming from within her the voice that is her, the voice that is her truth. Wondering, what if I was one of the boys and I was making the decision? And what if they really knew who I was? And so Jesus writes in the sand and he waits. Pause, pray, If proceed. I were a boy even just for a day I'd roll out of bed in the morning and throw on what I wanted and go drink beer with the guys and chase after girls I'd kick it with who I wanted And I'd never get confronted for it Cause they'd stick up for me If I were a boy I think I could understand How it feels to love a girl I'd swear I'd be a better to her cause I know how it hurts when you lose the one you wanted cause they're taking you for granted and 
And everything you had got destroyed If I were a boy I'd turn off my phone Tell everyone it's broken So they think that I was sleeping alone I'd put myself first And make the rules as I go Cause I know that she'd be faithful Waiting for me to come home To come home If I were a boy I think I could understand How it feels to love a girl I'd swear I'd be a better I'd listen to her Cause I know how it hurts When you lose the one you wanted Cause they're taking you for granted And everything you had got destroyed It's a little too late for you and say it's just a mistake think i forgive you like that if you thought i would wait for you you thought wrong but you're just a boy and you don't understand See, I believe in that moment, she didn't understand what oneness was. And I know that Jesus was just a boy, but he did understand. He understood that there was more to the story and that to judge her was to judge himself. And he knew that if he, if he made this decision and it went the wrong way, it would mean redefining who he was to simply fit in so that he could be one of the boys. But he decided in that moment there's got to be something better, there's got to be something different, there's got to be something true. And he decided that love is all there is. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So Jesus decided in this moment he could be love. You see, he'd already been to the debates. He had already done what the scripture says. If you want to be perfect, go and sell what you have and give to the poor, give to the weary, give to those who are not understood and you will receive treasure in heaven and come and follow me. He knew that the thrift shop was enough. He knew that drawing in the sand wasn't enough. He knew that in this moment he had truly transcended and that he had everything within him to arise. 
So what was next? He simply stood from drawing in the sand and stood and drew up the courage and stood and drew up the strength and stood and drew into his oneness, into his Christ conscious, into the God that he was made in the image and likeness of. And he looked around and he said, He who has without sin among you, please cast or throw the first stone. He who cannot stand here in this moment and realize that you too have sinned and we cannot target one for sinning differently than we do. You see, in unity we say sin is missing the mark. We say sin is not living up to our Christ potential. And I'm here to tell you that each and every one of us, yes you, yes me, yes all of us at one point or another have fallen short and missed the mark. And in that moment, we have an opportunity to cast the stone. And see, it's easy when we think about casting the stone out. It's harder when we realize how many times we cast that stone in. How many times we tell ourselves, you're not good enough. How many times we tell ourselves, we'll never be enough. How many times the world has simply berated us with stones. But the stone that matters most is the stone we cast upon ourselves. Love is the answer. Not just loving all of you, but loving all of me. And so I invite you this campaign season to listen to every word carefully and measure it by, is this love? You see, because I think the same thing that Jesus was campaigning on over 2,000 years ago, healing the sick, raising the poor, accepting everyone, are the same issues of today. I'd like to say we've come so far. But I don't know about you, when I watch CNN and watch Fox News and watch MSNBC, I wonder how in the world do we keep getting it wrong? It won't change in a day, it won't change in a month, and it won't change in a year on the outside, but on the inside it can change in this moment. It won't change in a day, it won't change in a week, it won't change in a year in the outside. But it can change in an instant in this moment. Because we can move at the speed of truth. We can move at the speed of purpose. We can move at the speed of light and we can move at the speed of love. And when we do that, we can instantly change the world we experience. And I think when we do that, and only when we do that will real change occur. So today I invite you to vote. Vote on the life you want to live. Vote on the person you want to be. And if you can't figure out what direction to go, I invite you to go back and remember who you are. Because when we do that, 
the Christ within each and every one of us, not only becomes the president, but becomes the presence in the world we live. God bless each and every one of you. Namaste.